and we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, can. Now, there's a lot of sad people listening out there if you're Lakers fans. But if you can, in your sorrow, go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You're truly appreciated, or like, support, share, whatever you can do to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break or Pop Culture Cosmos. It is truly appreciated. Plus, if you can go ahead and support the great, great site for Lakers fans, which will be a great source, speaking of great, of conversation coming up here in the next couple days, the place to be is Lakerholics.com. It's the place to go, and I'm showing everybody right now on Facebook Live everything about it, including the front page, the blogs, the videos, so much more. Jamie Sweet, he's got a lot to talk about when it comes to the Lakers. Rafael Barlow has got another video on the way. And, of course, I've got some podcasts as well, including Rafael hopping over on the podcast and coming up this weekend, or I may drop it on Monday. I haven't thought exactly when I'm going to drop it, but I know I'm going to be recording it soon, but you get a chance, check it out. It is Lakerholics.com. And the man behind it, who's not a very happy man right now, is my good friend. I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I'm giving you the floor right now here in a minute, but I wanted to go ahead and tell you just what kind of day it is for myself and for the Lakers right after the 113.97 drubbing at the hands of Houston where Houston scored 57 more points from the three-point line than the Lakers. Without LeBron and his possible sore groin, which we don't know is real or not real, or if it's load management or not, and also the tensions behind the scenes that he kind of alluded and hinted to in last night's interview. With all that going on, I open up the fridge door to get this water right here for our show, and I dropped a jar of pickle juice all over the floor and all over my clothes so i had to go ahead because i smelled like pickle juice i'm sorry i'm not seth rogan in american pickle on hbo max i had to go ahead and change so i apologize for the delay you may now go ahead and vent away i wondered what the bad smell was gerald well now we know yes yes you know uh gerald and i had this little conversation online at laterholics.net about where our worry meter was. <laughs> well, we actually started was, it last night with, with our mine previous was at, Mine was at five last night. Mine was Gerald at eight. Was at eight. Um, right now, I think mine has jumped to nine. I'm at the 10 um, plus. I'm just going to let you 10 know. Plus. Right yes. You know, what can I say? This was, I was excited for the prospect of Kuzma getting a chance to start. I was really happy with uh, Frank Vogel deciding to to uh, make some changes and shake things up. I was disappointed that LeBron wasn't going to be playing, but I thought that the Lakers should have a good chance because the the Rockets were also missing Westbrook. I made the point in in my post and articles on Lakerholics.com about how the Lakers needed to uh, at least keep it close with respect to the three point differential because you just can't. You know, the, the simple math says that three is greater than two. And if you multiply that times 19 extra threes that the uh, Rockets get, you come up with that 57 points that Gerald was talking about, which is 
frankly, an insurmountable uh, differential there. No matter how well you rebound, no matter how many twos you get, no matter how many points in the paint that you score, the Lakers looked terrible. They played terrible. They played like a team that thought they could turn it on, but couldn't turn it on. Um, and some teams are having that kind of struggles. Other teams like uh, the Phoenix Suns seem to be thriving in the bubble. I wasn't sure whether this was load management on LeBron. Um, that would be the good news. The bad news would be that the uh, growing problem that sidelined him last year has cropped up again. And, and frankly, that could be an explanation why we haven't seen anything close to the playoff LeBron that we usually, you know, in the games preceding the playoff starts in the years that uh, he was in the playoffs. This was a this was a, an example of a team that was afraid to shoot a three. They're shooting so bad that nobody would let go and fire a three. I will say it's, this. Uh, let, me, let me just interject one thing. Kuzma did get in the starting lineup, and of any of the Lakers, I would give him credit for going out there and for virtually yep. all the game that he was in there gave a maximum effort based up against Harden. Mind you, he didn't do that great against Harden, but his effort against Locked Harden gave up quite a few points. But then again, everybody does when they're playing Harden because of that deadly step back three. Yep. Uh, but on offense, he played fairly well. He didn't get a superstar performance from Anthony Davis when we needed it today. And I nope. think pretty much they're in and went downhill from there. We're missing so many pieces that it starts to add up when you get to this point. First off, the team the team desperately needed a playmaker, and LeBron really is the only playmaker that we have on the team. So when LeBron sits, uh, we really saw that in spades, and, and nobody could seem to get an open shot. And when guys got the ball on the three-point line, even when they got a good pass, they were so tight that they couldn't make it. Um, the whole thing looked like a team in disarray, a team that I don't think that there's very big chance that they can really regain in a short period of time the momentum that they had before the uh, before the hiatus for the coronavirus. So it's uh, it's a difficult challenge coming forward. I don't know what's the best approach. I don't know what to expect from Frank Vogel. I think at this point in time that they still should be focusing on LeBron, Kuzma, and AD being the the three guys that are going to start and, and carry the team. KCP had another subpar game. Danny Green had a subpar game. I thought that I thought that the choice of of starting Quinn Cook was questionable in my mind. I would have rather had seen somebody who at least had some playmaking chops. Waiters Island starting out would have been better opportunity. But you know, and the net thing is that they they didn't play well. They didn't really compete hard. They turned the ball over in too many critical situations, making dumb passes. Anthony Davis had a, another, after the half that he had last uh, game, this was another poor performance on his part. Um, not able to take advantage of his size underneath. Um, uh, so it was, a, it was a dismal performance of a team in disarray. And I don't, I'm no one on the Lakerholics.com as the, 
king of the silver linings, but I don't see any silver linings coming out of this situation. THT, at least we could know, drives. At least we know he can drive to the basket. Yeah, well, I, you know, I mean... Can't ask uh, him to make an Taylor outside Horton, shot. Taylor Horton, Taylor Horton Tucker showed some some moves and some effort and so forth. Um, some turnovers, some missed defenses. There were points point. in times where the, the defense that had worked previously on Harden, of doubling Harden and forcing him to pass around, um, one thing you just can't do when you when you're when you double team Harden is you cannot cheat to the middle on guys in the corner. I mean, I'm just so angry as I watch the game and see it over and over that a corner three is what they give him open. You know, give him a, an above the break three, but don't give him a corner three. Um, those are just like candy for NBA players, at least for ones that aren't wearing purple and gold. So there were a lot of dumb, dumb moves and dumb plays made by the Lakers. Uh, they look like a team that's lost confidence. LeBron, up to now, has not looked like playoff LeBron. Um, and if we don't have playoff LeBron, we don't have a chance to start with. And the way we're shooting, the way we're shooting, it probably wouldn't even matter that we had playoff LeBron because the guys are are hesitant to pull the trigger. And when they do, uh, the shots are not falling, and and they're. They're not even close, you know. I mean, we had lots of opportunities. I thought it was also really odd that, you know, this was almost a throwaway game, but how can you throw away games like this when you, you get within five points at a point early in the fourth quarter with nine minutes left and and you leave Dwight Howard out there and, and five reserves against Rocket starters, which just doesn't make sense in my mind. If you're, if you're trying to create some some momentum and trying to get guys into some form of rhythm. That would have been an opportunity to see what's going to happen. That was a coaching opportunity to me. It was a teaching moment, a chance for the team to get some momentum and, and come away without such a terrible taste instead of turning around and giving that all up with a couple of threes. And next thing you know, it's a 20 point loss. I don't know where we go from here. No, it's going to be tough. Probably the best thing we can do is rest LeBron and AD the rest of the way and just hope that that maybe fully rested, they can come out and both play well and and create shots for other guys on the team. Um, I still firmly believe that you have to play Anthony Davis at center if you're going to have any chance of succeeding in the playoffs. And I don't care who the matchup is. This was an obvious situation where they didn't want to play Howard or, or McGee in there. Did McGee even play? No, he did not. Yeah, as per your request, he was out of the starting lineup. Howard came yeah. in. Offensive fouls ensued, as always now is the case, as Jamie yeah. Sweet has described it. And as Dumb we've seen, foul, he's, become, he's become the new Julius Randle. That, it, yeah. you know, you come in, you can guarantee him two, at least two offensive fouls. Kind of disappointing, <laughs> again, the fact that he cannot set a pick to save his life. I mean, it just, he should have overpowered the Houston Rockets and he really didn't do that. In fact, him and Anthony Davis should have, over the course of the game, overpowered them. They didn't. THT looked like a rookie. I mean, a very adventurous rookie. Looks like he can go ahead and have some moves as far as slashing and driving to the lane, but the man cannot shoot a jump shot to save his life. And if he doesn't well, be able to pick, on the team can shoot. yeah, that's I the mean, problem. No one on the team could, when you're only shooting 10% for the entire game, we shot That's worse in this game than we have in the four previous games. The shooting percentage from three-point went down. So, yes, it's uh, not a good sign for the Lakers. 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers will look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Probably the most scary thing when you think about this whole thing is LeBron having the groin injury and talking about how the situation in the bubble has perplexed him. He's never seen anything like it. He doesn't really know how to handle it. Even more, uh, I didn't even. He said he didn't even know how to advise his guys to handle it. Those are not the words that you expect to hear from LeBron three games left in the regular season aiming for the playoffs. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't really take much stock in that because all of them are under the same situation. All these players, all these teams, what's going on with Phoenix? They're in the same situation. They're 4-0. They're mm-hmm. taking advantage no, of it. No, it's no excuse, but, it's not but excuse the, fact to me. That, the fact that that's what we're hearing is troublesome. Oh, it's troublesome, yes, right. and I, understand, I get that, but Phoenix, you don't hear them crying about it. You don't hear... Uh, uh, Portland crying about it. They're they're all happy and giddy because they have a real chance to get back into this. In fact, they're yep. only a half game out as we're speaking right now from the eighth spe- from the eighth seed. So I don't want to hear that. Uh, I mean, I want to hear more about you know the, what's going on with Black Lives Matter. I want to hear them talk about the social uh, justice issues, the racial injustice that's out there, the things that they important need to say, but. If they're having a problem because they don't know how to handle the bubble, that's a weak excuse to me because simply the fact is yep. there are teams well, that are taking yeah, advantage of us. There, there's something going on. I mean, there really is something going on because we seem to be oh, not in condition. We seem to be not able to shoot, not able to pass, not able to share the ball. The offense looks disjointed. The defense, which at times in the first four games had some moments, is having fewer and fewer moments. And it, it it leaves me with no feeling of confidence that the Lakers are, you know, if, if we run into Portland, it's it's not unlikely, it's not impossible that we could end up as a first round loss. We're going to have to struggle our way and fight our way through the first rounds, the second round and so forth, and just hope that somehow 
somehow we can survive the first couple of rounds and gain some some, some momentum of some sort. And we're not going to do it with JaVale McGee at center, not starting in that situation. Kuzma needs to start. He's 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 the third best player on the team by a far measure at this point in time, both defensively and offensively, and he needs to be in the starting lineup. And he can't play guard. So that pretty much tells you where you have to go. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what we decide to do from the coaching staff standpoint. I was very disappointed in the game, about as disappointed as I've been in a Laker loss in a long, long time. Primarily because I never, ever felt, even when we got close down to five points, that we really could get back in it. Because I never thought anybody would even be able to make a three-point shot at a critical time. And when you're coming from behind, I mean, that's that's the whole lure of the three-point shot is that it always makes the game within reach. And when you got a team that just cannot or just will not take the shot when it's open, uh, doesn't run plays to get open for shots like that, doesn't take the step backs when they put the ball on the ground and, and force a defender back on their heels, they're not taking that step back to take that wide open three. They're not running to the corners so that they can get an open shot. So it's going to be interesting. Um, There'll be a lot of fun reading the uh, the interviews late, uh, the interviews after the game. Um, I have to admit that I turned it off right away, even though I didn't realize I had some time because of your pickle accident to uh, to work on it. At any rate, disappointing as a Laker fan, I was look, so looking forward to the team coming back and, and playing at the level that they did back in March. So we'll see. Maybe maybe there's a miracle in the works, but uh, it does not look good at this point in time. Well, once again, I'm speaking to Tom Wong, who I know him as, but you know him as Laker Tom. Get ready for a lot of venting and frustration being set out upon on the great Laker site, Lakerholics.com. Again, where you'll see not only my podcast from the Lakers Fast Break, you'll see a lot of great videos there from Rafael Barlow of the NBA Draft Junkies, who I'm interviewing here coming up this weekend. So you're going to see a lot of great stuff from him. So if you want to go ahead and check that out today, if you're a Lakers fan, or if you want to go ahead and just be part of the conversation, whether to go ahead and rub some salt into the wounds or what have you, hey, as long as we keep it friendly, you go ahead and head on over to Lakerholics.com today. Well, Tom, once again, it's another Lakers loss, 113.97. They're now 2-3 and three in the bubble. Things are not looking good. We're at a very low point in what is considered to be a major high and low part uh, that they've had over the course of the season. So it's been a roller coaster, and that roller coaster is now ebbing very, very low right now. But, as they say, it can always go up from here. Well, Tom, I just appreciate, once again, you stopping by. Cannot thank you enough for being part of the show once again. We're looking forward to the next game, or at least I'm looking forward to the next game. I'm not sure if Tom is at this point in time, but I am looking forward to the next game. And just want to give fans out there what the schedule is like for the Lakers. There is another game coming up, I believe, on Saturday, if that's the case. Let me go ahead, and I'm just going to bring it up right now for everybody out there. So, yes, the next game is Saturday on TNT, and that's going to be the L.A. Lakers versus the Indiana Pacers. So, hopefully, things can turn around then. The Indiana Pacers had a tough loss tonight, so maybe this is going to be a good sign for the Lakers that they can go ahead and meet another struggling team in the bubble and come out on top. But we'll have to wait and see what lies ahead. 
But stay tuned to Lakerholics.com. You'll get the latest updates on LeBron if he's injured, if anybody else is going to be out. Alex Caruso was also out tonight with an injury. So we'll see what's coming up for the bubble for the Los Angeles Lakers. And we'll go ahead Saturday night. Once again, be here. And less pickle juice right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.